Well, I mean, the Biden administration came into power not wanting to deal with Israel-Palestine and not wanting to deal with the Middle East, and it got roped into it and very dramatically. And now that Biden is in his final year and in a campaign election year, he has a very clear uh, objective of trying to create this grand design that would include Saudi Arabia, normalization with Israel, deflecting against Iran, and his kind of grander strategy of uh, dealing with the growing uh, power of China. So he has his own interest. Uh, specifically now in pushing what we're looking at is this Biden doctrine to, you know, first start with a ceasefire and then push for some kind of restructuring of the Palestinian Authority to go into Gaza. And there's several steps to this process. It's it's possible the U.S. does have a lot of leverage. It has a lot of power. It is possible to move some, some of this process forward. But of course, when it comes to the, the two-state solution and the Israel-Palestine crisis, you know, you have years and years of Israel acting with impunity and the U.S. support Israel uh, in a way that makes it very difficult to see that happening anytime soon. Maybe it could happen down the line with constant U.S. commitment and pressure, which is something that I don't see happening, neither with a Biden administration second term or certainly not with a Republican or Trump administration. So it's hard for me to see that this process will actually succeed right now, but it doesn't mean that it's not possible if the right actors were involved and if the right pressure was put. 99 members of the 120 Israeli lawmakers have voted to back Prime Minister Netanyahu's rejection of any unilateral recognition of a Palestinian state, as international calls have grown for the revival of Palestinian statehood negotiations. Israeli National Security Advisor indicated that Israel would not accept any deal between the United States and Saudi Arabia for a Palestinian state. Then what's next? I don't know what's next, but what I do know is that Israel has in action for years under Netanyahu, but also under other governments, uh, including the very temporary government that we had a little over a year ago, that when Netanyahu was ousted, and, and all of these governments have had a policy of settlement expansion, of deepening occupation, and of rejecting of a Palestinian state. The closest we ever got was under Rabin during the Oslo process, which of course also had a lot of flaws and problems that led us to where we are today. But, you know, Israel is even less in a position in terms of the public and the society of going to some kind of political process with the Palestinians because of October 7th, because of the trauma, because of the fears. So it would be very difficult, I think, for Israelis to, even if they manage to have elections and vote out Netanyahu, to have a leader that would be willing to move towards Palestinian statehood. The Palestinian side requires leadership, political renewal. There needs to be some kind of level of removing Israeli control of how Palestinians are able to choose their leaders and organize. And of course, the PA and the PLO have their own issues that they would have to resolve. So this would be a very long process. So it's not something that's going to happen anytime soon. But that doesn't mean that there aren't necessarily Israeli leaders that could come along and at least play along a little bit more with this process, much more than Netanyahu and his far-right coalition have. But Mirav, if majority of the Israeli public is against a two-state solution, what's their alternative? I don't think they have a good alternative except for what the far right has been basically determining and, and the reality that we're seeing on the ground, which is one Jewish state that's an apartheid state that is a Jewish supremacist state. That's, the, you know, the reality that we have on the ground uh, that's only getting worse. And if you ask most Israelis, they won't necessarily support that, but they aren't, as you said, they aren't really supporting a two-state solution either. So 
they I don't think they really are, are fully thinking through the alternatives and what the best option for them is. They just right now are in a very defensive mode where they are simply not willing to think about, you know, giving Palestinians something right after October 7th. That is the mindset. But if you push a lot of Israelis to the wall, they'll still say that that's probably the best way to go about it. I think Palestinians as well. So again, the question is, what are the sacrifices that would be willing to be made? How long this kind of process would take and which actors from the outside would pressure for it?